How's it going, everybody? This is the Cautiously Optimistic Podcast post-Chicago Blackhawks-Buffalo Sabres game edition. I'm Joe Marino alongside Luke Buckley, as always, for a post-game edition. This is the second time we've done a post-game podcast this season. Luke, how you doing? I'm good. I think uh, in general, like not counting the car cast that we did, is this might be the latest we've ever recorded a show. It is. I there Way back when, it, I think we might have done one uh, going over the expansion draft. Mm. I feel like, like that one summer, like the first summer that we were recording, we mm-hmm. think we did later ones, but not during the regular season. So... Nice yeah, to get I, a little uh, fresh perspective for the game that just happened. Yeah, I know it just happened, uh, and it was similar to a lot of other games. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, so they lost again. Of course, it's it's fresh in all of our minds at this point. But yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I, I I I I'm not. I don't feel anything. I'm not disappointed. I'm not. I don't know. I, I'm having a hard time. That sucked. <laughs> it, yeah, it sucks because there there are trends forming here. But I think I've resigned to the fact that uh, they're they're a young team, mm-hmm. and maybe they just gotta learn how to close out games. They're still playing good. I mean, they're still better than what we've seen before. It's just they they can't close games, and they uh, they right. don't know how to hold leads right now. Yeah, they are blowing a lot of leads tonight. Similar to what we've been seeing. Is a trend for most of the season now. Uh, we're going to get into a lot here. Uh, but let's just briefly talk about this disastrous game. <laughs> uh, first and foremost, the Rasmus Dahlin 10-minute misconduct. I, I want to know what he said to the ref. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it didn't make much sense watching watching for... live in the, the clip on Twitter. It didn't look like he did much, so he must have said something egregious. I don't think it cost, that's not what cost them the game in the end, but would have been no, nice like, to have him out there for those 10 minutes. It definitely would have, because I think they put Yoki Haru on the on the power play uh, to mm. fill the spot, but yeah. Power I mean, played very well in his absence, though. He had a great third period. Yes. Um, but no, I mean, you think of all the, the bickering that goes on throughout the length of a game and all that's probably said to referees, especially from coaches. We've seen coaches mm-hmm. give referees full on tongue lashings. <laughs> and I, I, it was just a small conversation. It looked like that Darlene had uh, with the official. It was after, it was after the second Chicago goal, right? Yes. Yes. And, I look up at the screen and he's behind the glass and I'm like, well, there's five players on the ice. What the hell is going on here? (laughs) They don't have a power play. And uh, he said something, something happened. Something about the ref's mom. That's what I'm predicting. Yeah. Well, maybe they were, uh, maybe the referees were inspired by what happened to uh, 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 Joey Bosa in the, uh, the Jaguars (laughs) game where he's, he's still, he's still complaining about it uh, today, but, or yesterday at least, but um. He said something, and the Sabers were technically, in a way, shorthanded for pretty much the rest of the game, and uh, he squandered another three-one lead. I'm scrolling through Twitter quick to try and see if he met the media after the game. Maybe we can get some ins- 
site on this, but I doubt it. Yeah, I mean they they didn't play like extremely horribly tonight, but you got to close that game out. You're up three one at one point. You just got to finish that game. Yeah, it's, just, uh, it, it's inexcusable. You got to win. Like the Blackhawks are tanking, and now back when the Sabers were tanking in 2015, we saw games like this on a semi regular basis, where you know you definitely don't deserve to win. And then you squeak in a couple of goals and bada bing, bada boom, you win in over you win in overtime. Now a silver lining here, the Sabres do get a point. They're they are still in the thick of a pretty heated playoff race. Um, but you gotta win. You, you you need the points. Games in hand are fun to talk about, but eventually those games in hand are gonna disappear. And if you're not winning those games in hand, it doesn't matter. So you just gotta win. If they want to make the playoffs, you just got to win these games. You don't have to worry about what's going on around you. And what's going on around them right now, it's not going pretty well at all. They lost to the Panthers, and the Panthers picked up another point tonight. And I'm not even going to pull up the standings right now, but things aren't going their way right now. I think they've lost five of their last six. That is uh, we, we were chatting before we started recording here, but we're starting to notice a trend. Mm-hmm. Where you know they start the season, I think it was like a seven and three stretch, pretty good, and then three and seven, and then seven and three, and now basically three and seven. So it's gonna be three and seven probably. Yeah, yeah. So this was expected. We yeah. were talking if we were saying this was gonna happen in the off season, I would have believed you, right? <laughs> like the young team. They're still trying to figure their way out in this league, if you will. They're they still have flaws on their roster, and you know this stuff like this is going to be expected. Uh, does it have to be happening? I don't think so. I think they have the talent and the players where they can get past stuff like this in these stretches. Like basically, j- just play five hundred hockey for the most part, and go on runs. You can't be having these horrific stretches. Yeah, uh, and it, it really is so simple, but if if they wanted to get into the playoffs at the end of the year, you all they have to do is keep winning. That's the only way yeah. it is to keep Win. winning, and you can't be dropping games like this to, uh, to the Blackhawks. They have the Ducks coming up, but you think of the, these last couple games now, it would have been uh, Florida and now Chicago. You have the mm-hmm. Islanders on Ryan Huge Miller. Huge game. Huge game. Huge game. And then you have the Ducks on Saturday. If you win those, like those are four must-win games because mm-hmm. you're back-to-back with Florida in the, comp- in the standings. Uh, Chicago is Chicago. The Islanders, same story, though. I think they're in the final wild card right now, or they're at least tied for the final wild card. And then Anaheim. They're, they're right there. Yeah. Anaheim is just a, a, a pit of another misery. Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. You got if two... you're truly. Sorry. No, if you're truly a, like a, a playoff caliber team, you got to win all four of those games. And if you can't hold on against Chicago, then it's just. Focus on development, I guess. Right. Um, I just pulled up the standings right now, and as you said, you got two two of the worst teams in the league, Chicago and Anaheim. You got to win those two, and then preferably you win one of the two against the Islanders and Panthers. 
two teams that they're the two teams right ahead of you in the standings. The Penguins are in the final wild card spot right now. They have the same amount of games played as the Sabres. So with five points ahead of them. So the games in hand only apply to the Islanders and the Panthers right now, which Islanders have 45 games played. Panthers have 46. Buffalo has 43. So, and we're now starting to uh, not look great over the halfway (laughs) point season now. You know who the, is tied uh, with the Sabres in the standings right now? This, this shocked me. The Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, the Flyers. They, they've just lost to. They're they really had the, climbing. They had the strong start, and I think that might be uh, benefiting them a bit here. Uh, but yeah, they've they've climbed ahead. They've surged ahead of uh, Ottawa and Detroit. They were kind. Of, they were out of it for a real long time yeah. there. Uh, you weren't even thinking of them as a possible team that could compete, but uh, they're climbing up. They're catching fire at the right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not looking good at all, but uh, we can look forward to Ryan Miller night, and they popped up a nice graphic on the MSG broadcast of the Sabres alumni who are going to be at the game, and I'm going to be there as well I on see- Thursday, so I'm very excited to see Ryan Miller's uh, banner lifted to the rafters next to RJ, I would presume. Yeah, I think so. Isn't there a little space now in between Gare and uh, Jennerette, I think? There has been. Oh, next to Gare. And her, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm trying to visualize. Hashik and Jennerette, perhaps? Yeah, because there was a a big gap in between Gare and Hashik, I believe. Mm-hmm. Whatever one... When Hashik went up, there was a big gap. So I wonder why the gap is there. I figured that they would put something in between there, but it doesn't look like mm-hmm. they're addressing that. So we'll see, I guess. But it's going to be nice to see Miller back in town. Uh, I guess you can call them legends of the of that era of Anik, Pominville, I believe. I think Pominville was on the list. Roy, uh, Nathan Pache. Your really, yeah, favorite. my boy. Yeah, Nathan is going to be my there. My boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other guys. It was a pretty big list, like, and then of course the the guys who are currently working for the team, like uh, <laughs> Tim Kennedy, will be there. Matt Adam Ellis will be, will be there. there by default. Right. Yes. Uh, Brian Gianta probably. He at least lives here now. I think. Yeah, well, he'll, he might by. be in the crowd. Yeah. How? <laughs> hey, we got Brian Gianta, new uh, player development coach for. Niagara University, pretty cool there. Yeah, good for him. Uh, but yeah. and I'm hoping that they show the whole uh, ceremony on television. Yeah, you'd have to look at the TV guide for that, but because I, I saw so they have the little the little uh, billboard thing that comes up and says seven. It says the time of the game itself, but this one says seven p.m. Um, which that's typically the pregame time that they list. Doesn't mm-hmm. like hmm. Hmm, wouldn't they uh, maybe? Well, this is a separate program. It's considered just a separate block. Um, but uh, I think the what the ceremony starts maybe six thirty, six thirty, I think. Or no, yeah, six. I believe I believe six, At and six, then they're going to do all the ceremonies, and then warm ups are after. Yes, yes. So uh, it'll be a a long um, evening, that's for sure. Long, eventful evening. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that big game. I I don't 
want to get ahead of myself here in either spectrum, but like you got to win this one. Yeah. Because if you lose the Islanders here, if you, you lose to the Panthers and the Islanders and you know, the Flyers are right with them. Now you lose to them too. You're losing all these teams that are right around you. And there's essentially half a season to go. Anything can happen, but like when you're dropping games like this against the Blackhawks tonight and also teams that are right around you in the standings, it's not a good look whatsoever. And it's a shame because I was out of town, out of the country, even uh, during the wild game. I was in the Charlotte, North Carolina airport during the Minnesota wild game. And, you know, it looked like a turning point of the season. It looked like, man, are they really going to go on a run here? They're scoring all these goals, winning in overtime. And then this bad stretch comes about right after. So it's a real shame. And I think that was another game where they blew a uh, multi-goal lead and had to um, yeah. crawl back and into they it. they still won. Yeah. Uh, we're seeing that trend in years back, too, where uh, a lot of games are going to overtime. That's really just surfacing uh, lately. So that's another troubling sign that they're not uh, closing things out. Um, but I mean, we've been saying this all season long in the show that those that extra overtime point is what matters. Um, yep. Going back to the the Tampa game uh, where they blew lead, uh, it's happened multiple times this year. Uh, so falling back into that territory, but again. I think I feel my my expectations slowly changing, um, but still, I mean, uh, you know, disheartening. If the, if, if the season ended today, how would you feel about their placement in the standings? Would you be satisfied? I I would be because you're ahead of Detroit and Ottawa, who a lot of people thought were probably going to be. Uh, Closer, I think, uh, to what they actually than what they actually are to you. Maybe some people thought they'd finish ahead. I know the, the discussion before season started seemed to be, uh, well, those are the two teams they're going to be competing with. But um, they've they've outclassed Detroit all year. They've blown them out, mm-hmm. uh, and they're right up there. I mean, uh, just to finish, I mean, a couple spots out of the wild card, I think, is 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 a plus and uh, would make me feel better heading into next season. I don't want to talk like yeah. it's over, though. Right. I think I'm with you there. I think if the season ended today, I'm not playoffs or bust. Nobody should be playoffs mm-hmm. or bust. If you came into the, the season thinking playoffs or bust, I don't, I don't know what to tell it you. It would be a nice but little treat. Yeah. I think yeah. I think it's uh, there's a chance they make it. They got to win. They, they got to mm-hmm. really build they some gotta consistency here. Win a lot. Like They got to yes. be one of the best teams in the league going down the stretch. And they were last year. So if they can go on a run like that that they had last year and just be 500 until then, or a little bit above 500, you're going to make it. Like It's well, not like last year where the playoffs have been decided by now. They're, yeah. There's competition, finally, which is nice to see. That's right. Um, well, sad news is that the Sabres are under true 500. They're 21, mm-hmm. 19, and 3, 21 and 22. So it was fun while it lasted. I know. Well, I think uh, hopefully they can get back to there. That real 500 yeah. is all that matters in my eyes. Absolutely. 
But I mean, like, realistic. Uh, what what does this team have sorry, to do? Go ahead. Oh no, you're fine. I, this team has to win like thirty games down the stretch if they want to get in. I think. Like you, you have to right go. Now? They are twenty-one, nineteen and three. So maybe not thirty, mm-hmm. but you got to win a good deal. Of those like you got to get to to forty-eight 90, wins. You got to get to ninety-eight points ish. Ninety-seven. Yeah. You got to have a, a a a lot of regulation wins. Maybe forty. I don't know. Forty-eight, forty, forty-five between forty-five, forty-eight, and a lot of overtime losses, and then you'll be in because. Uh, it's an uphill battle from here. The only way if in you're is gonna lose, win. lose in overtime. That's right. That's right. That's I think the key. Uh, my motto throughout the rest of the season is gonna be the only way in is to win. Yeah, absolutely. Uh let's talk about the goalie controversy that is plaguing the team right now. <laughs> uh, so Eric Comrie comes back from his injury, his conditioning stint in Rochester. Uh, and Uko Pekalukinen, he's basically the new starting goaltender. Don Granado confirmed it the other day. He said, if all three guys are healthy, he's the guy that we have the most confidence in. So mm-hmm. Lukinen is officially the starting goaltender of the team, but because they have so many guys, they have to do daily roster moves, uh, sending on paper transactions, sending down the waivers exempt players such as Lukanen, Quinn, Paterka, Krebs down to Rochester to avoid waiving players. Also speaking of waivers, uh, footnote, Casey Fitzgerald claimed by the Florida Panthers. <laughs> uh, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We've, oh man. <laughs> I think Casey Fitzgerald's like the one guy that we haven't given at least one minute to. <laughs> About them <laughs> parting. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. He'll he'll be back. Florida will wave him in a week, and they'll will probably take him back anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll bet on it. Yeah. <laughs> Next episode, Casey Fitzgerald will be a saber again. We'll say, <laughs> ah, I don't care. Anyways, yeah. uh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Back on track here. Uh, send the paper transactions. Yes. It's uh, it's a clown show. Yeah, yeah. Might be a little too harsh. But, uh, no, yeah. I mean, I I think it it's getting a little obnoxious. I mean, and, you yeah, know, well, really, you see... it's kind of like it's kind of like whatever. Who cares? But like, all it, it, at the same time, it's like just get this over with. Keep a guy up here and yeah. send the guy down. Those get those games where Paterka and Quinn were scratched. They were painful to watch. Mm-hmm. Like because the Thompson line has been doing not so great the last week or so Thompson. I don't know if he's injured or something, but he just has not looked himself. He got back in the goal column today, but that the second line without the cousins line with Asplin and Hinestroza on the wings was just painful to watch horrible. Uh, but you know, they get back in the lineup and they, they produce and I think they won the game. I don't remember honestly, but, uh, yeah, and Krebs gets back in the lineup. He scores a shorthanded goal tonight against the Blackhawks. Like they add energy to the lineup, and I understand that uh, Paterka and Quinn were stagnant a little bit. They probably deserved a night off here, and they come back and they've been some of the better players in the lineup since sitting. So yeah, I got you know maybe they need a break, but 
It's inexcusable. Just wave Vinny Henestrosa. I don't care. Is he yeah. really going to get claimed? He's making over a million bucks. How many teams can even afford him? I don't know. And the teams <laughs> that can't afford him are tanking. So move on. They're trying to trade him. Or I think in Elliot Friedman's 32 thoughts, it was worded as trying to find a new home or something like that. It sounded like they were trying to do right by the player. That's that's how I uh, read into it, trying to find yeah. the the right situation. I think it might have been, but um, no. Uh, this hey, this is a scenario though that I don't think we, you and I, thought of was because I didn't even know it was a thing they could legally do that the league allowed, or you could just loan a guy. I'm using finger quotes uh, to Rochester. You want to waive him, then oh well calling him right back up and loaning another guy down there. <laughs> uh, so it's it, it's a thing that we hadn't even touched on, a possibility. Yeah. Uh, so I don't envy Kevin Adams. I'm sure it's a very uh, tough job trying to figure this out. You think this leads to some awkward conversations with the league office? I don't think so. There's nothing <laughs> nothing wrong with it. All right, it's, right. There's nothing they're following wrong with it. the rules. They're following mm-hmm. the rules. Uh. This we knew this sort of situation was possible when Hinnestrosa got signed in the first place. We knew it yeah. was a numbers game. We we didn't expect it to be goaltender related, but it's just these young guys deserve to be in the lineup. Asplund has really shown nothing this year, and I I get he got sulky votes last year. Blah blah blah. Like, but look at who voted for him. I, I think there's an asterisk there. Anyways, Wait, I like oh. Aspen. Look, you can see who voted for him. They're Buffalo writers. Ah, okay. Like, okay. I'm not going <laughs> to... The notion... Oh, he got Selkie votes last year. There's a the asterisk there. Sorry. Yeah. He got like yeah. two votes. That's absurd to anybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he He's a good defensive player, but he hasn't really shown much this year. He took a step back. Um, Henestrosa... Fine player. They're both fine players, but with the steps that the young players have taken this year, they don't deserve to be in the lineup. They just don't. Tyson Jost deserves to be in the lineup. He has earned a spot. He looks great. Uh, he is. I think he's elevating that middle stat in Olafson line ever since he got on the line. So they they look better. Uh, Krebs deserves to be in the lineup every single night. I'm sorry, he looks. He, I would like to see him get a chance up the lineup, of, aside from Oposo and Gergensen. So and he does really well in that role mm-hmm. with with uh, Oposo and Gergensen's. Um, yeah, I don't think he deserves at all to be sitting. Yeah, um, and it's tough because yes, Paterka and Quinn can look like kids sometimes, but I don't want either of them sitting either. Yes, they they should be playing. And, you know, if you're going to give him a one night off, fine, whatever. But two games in a row, that seemed a little excessive. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just a tough situation that they're in. Because Anderson, you could wave him, but, like, what is that? That just looks bad. Yeah, I, that's and, the thing. Like, I they I, with what they're trying to build here, I don't think they want to – they don't want to mm-hmm. put that – they don't want to put that on film, so to speak, for uh, other yeah. players around the league. That they hey, could, this is our players. They could say, okay, he's not going to report if you pick him up. Don't even bother trying. 
mm-hmm. which in he's he makes like one and a half million. Same thing as Henestrosa. Like no one's gonna pick him up. I doubt it, but it could be a paper transaction where they mm-hmm. send him down and he's just in the room. He plays once a week anyways. What does it matter? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So the that's an option, but it sounds like they're gonna try and trade Henestrosa or trade him or loan him to some other AHL team where it's more close to home. I don't, I don't even know where he's from, so I don't even want to speculate on like the Matt Molson. Remember when Matt Molson got waived and they loaned uh, him to the Ontario rain? Yes, that's right. Something like that. That could be possible from the wording of the, the, the thought and 32 thoughts. That's what I'm guessing, but obviously if they can trade him, I think, that would be their number one choice. So we'll, well see what happens. I I had thought this, and my hunch is correct. Uh, Hinnestrosa is from uh, Illinois. Mm, okay, he's he played for the Blackhawks at one point. I, don't, right. I doubt they give up an asset for him, but maybe he uh, Chicago Wolves, different right. organization. So or the uh, the Rockford Ice Hogs, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good. They should have never signed Hinnestrosa in the first place. This we knew this type of gymnastics was, you know, potentially in the future for us. One of the lasting uh, memories of our shows from the summer is when you would ask me, "Yeah, like, but who comes out of the lineup? Who 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 gets replaced in the lineup because mm-hmm. of the Hinnestrosa signing?" So it, it's funny that it actually did turn out that way, that um, there is kind of this uh, this jam there, the forward group. Unnecessary signing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I respect them trying to fortify the goaltender situation, but Lukanen should have been on the roster to begin with anyways. I think you, you, you got to just, you got to just call it with Comrie. I mean, he's not going to be any more than than a average goalie. Yeah. Um, he's 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 not gonna be a world beater. He's not he's a guy. part of the future. He's a guy. He's he's, he's a, a guy. future. <laughs> yeah, he is a future guy of the week. Um, like he's he's <laughs> just a goalie. He is the the he is an average NHL goalie, and he's nothing more than that. And just move on. Just send him down. Hey, he's been to the AHL before. You're not disrespecting him. Just. Stick with the guy who has been on a tear in his last eight games. 2032 guy of the week, Eric Comrie. Yes, yes. If the podcast <laughs> is still around in nine years. Oh, I think it will be. It's a lifer podcast. <laughs> I'm yes. looking forward to the 25th anniversary. We season. are we are lost without it. Absolutely. Frankly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, the notion that he's just going to get claimed. Why? He, he's yeah. not making league minimum anymore. Like when he was getting claimed by the Coyotes and Red Wings and Jets every two weeks, mm-hmm. he, he's making significant money for multiple years. And you don't see guys get claimed when they have multiple years on their contract for more than a million bucks. Just does not happen. And I get goalies are in high demand, but I, I do not think he would get claimed if they, if they waived him, I, whatever. See ya. I don't know. I guess the only real scary part is he's been 
claimed by like five different teams in the last two years. Again, yeah, but <laughs> that's when he was making league minimum. Yeah, not one point right. eight million for two years. Mm-hmm. So there, there were teams interested in Comrie, but the Sabers offered him two years instead of one. What other teams are offering? So yeah, it's... he hasn't shown. Out of outside of the Alberta trip at the beginning of the season, he hasn't shown any reason to believe this guy could be a number one goalie. He's he's just a guy, <laughs> right? He's a, yeah, he's a it's fringe NHL AHL goaltender. It's he's not going to break anybody's back if he is sent down and not here anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you ever go on Hockey Reference and see the, like the similarity scores? When you scroll down, you see a player and it gives you a bunch of players and it compares like uh oh god <laughs> their career with like a, a number out of a hundred comparing. Uh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Eric Comrie, his highest comparison for career is Jim Craig, uh hero of the nineteen eighty Miracle yeah. on Ice team. Also on here, uh this is what caught my eye because it's a current goalie, Phoenix Copley. An hmm. 80.7 comparison rating. Okay. Copley's so, been pretty good. Whatever you want to put into um, the hockey reference similarity score tracker. So you think from an outsider's perspective, what do we think of Phoenix Copley? Well, he, apparently he is Eric Comrie. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I. I think we're both in the same ballpark here. We cut bait with Eric Comrie, or it's not the end of the world if he were to get claimed, but I don't think he would. But I, I doubt they would waive him to begin with. Just listening to Adam's most recent uh, interview, it sounds like they're very happy with him. So, And also, got to keep in mind, Craig Anderson plays once a week, once every two weeks. So mm-hmm. they, they're not going to play... Uko Pekalukinen that heavily in the NHL. So I think they're content with the three goalie rotation, but it's just a matter of clearing up that one more roster spot or waiting for an injury. That's right. And an injury, uh, unfortunately, will come eventually. It's just, yes. just how the game works. Hey, uh, this just uh, went final. Detroit lost in a shootout to Arizona. Okay. So. They could have got that extra point. They'll be at 44, though, so still a point behind the Sabres if you're uh, you're into that stuff. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So so similar fate as to what the Sabres had. Today. That's right. I think they were actually – they had a lead for a little while over Arizona. And then uh, – so, again, showing that there's a lot of similarities in this – the middle of the uh, – in the hunt pack, if you will. Hey, at least they're in the hunt. That's all. They're in the hunt. That's right. That's end. right. Make a graphic. That's what everyone wanted this year. Anyways, be in the hunt. Be in the hunt. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if in if when Hinnestros is gone, Brandon Byro, Brett Murray, mm-hmm. if they wanted to give one of the kids a chance. I'd like to see Byro uh, Weisbach. Like there's guys who I think or Weisbach, yeah, perform admirably, admirably here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's realistically the drop off? I'd like to see them yeah. give a chance to one of those guys instead. Right, it's a plug and play guy. I'm sure any one of those guys at this point, uh, in their careers comparatively has a higher upside than Hinnestroza. 
So um, yeah, yeah, just take the shot eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm sure within the coming months, uh, some type of move will be made. It better be in the coming days. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I don't know how much longer. Like, here. well, it's a busy month for the Sabers. Uh, I think they they're they're currently on a stretch of 13 games in 22 days. I think is the number. Yeah, they gotta they gotta figure it out quickly here. Yeah, because uh, I I don't know I know it's his job and everything, but I can't imagine Adams wanting to do this for very long. Yeah. They're in it still. They're in it. Let's win some games. Figure it out. Plus, I think it creates some uncertainty as well for the locker room. Right. And maybe you don't want to really mess with the mojo of the team that much. Uh, you kind of just want guys to, you know, not have to think about that every day of if they're playing or not. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, most players would want to know what they're doing um, in the coming game or. Uh, not have to worry about some kind of phony transaction. Yeah. Uh, some more news. Uh, Eric con- confirmed, I guess you can say, not confirmed, but report from Jeff Merrick of Sportsnet that Eric Portillo will, in fact, be looking to test free agency, which uh, widely discussed and speculated that uh that he could be used as a potential trade ship. So, yeah, maybe hopefully, uh, as hopefully they send them out. That's yeah. right, Jimmy VC type deal here. <laughs> um, but hey, I, I I don't blame the kid, right? Uh, yeah. try and go out there and go wherever you want. I think Devin Levi seems like he's a sure thing to be coming here. Um, so, uh, yeah, and hopefully we'll get some clarity on Ryan Johnson soon. But I assume if Johnson were to not sign, he would have been in the same breath. Yeah, mm-hmm. is that report. And then so, uh just because I like his name, I want to mention him. There's also Tapias uh what's his Leinenen. last name? Tapias Linen. Yes, the other uh young goalie in the system. I just wanted yes. to mention him. I like his name. Hopefully he gets better. That's all I got. Oh, really? Yeah. What uh Did, what league is he playing in right now? He's in the under twenty finish league, and I'm surprised he did not make the Finnish World Junior team, but hmm. hopefully he makes it next year. Oh, God. Oh, God. I yeah. saw his numbers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't don't look at uh, who was drafted after him. I'm not going to do that. Yep, don't do that. <laughs> oh, God. He was a second. Oh, God almighty. Yep. All right. We'll move on. Yep. <laughs> I hope we're cold taked in four years, but yeah. I'm not expecting it. Anyways, uh, what else is going on in the hockey world? Oh, yes. Matt Boldy signing a seven-year, $7 million extension. I guess this could be the benchmark for Dylan Cousins' extension. We're probably looking between something between seven and $8 million for Cousins, and I'll be very happy with that. Yeah. If, hey, it'll happens. be great if, listen, if he plays his way up to that level, there's we shouldn't be complaining about that. Nobody should. And he is. He is. Right. He, and he absolutely He's been is. fantastic this year. Mm-hmm. He's on basically a point-of-game pace. Uh, pay the guy. Get, yeah. get, lock him up. Give him eight years. Get this core settled in. July 1st, whenever whenever the the new league year starts officially, mm-hmm. when you can when you can extend Aline in power, give him eight years. Just lock him in. 
uh, go for it. Get this core settled in so then you can make your other big moves or free agent signings, trades, whatever it may be. So I just wanted to briefly touch on that. I do think Cousins uh, has shown more to this point than Matt Boldy has. So I think that... Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I think he's going to come at a higher number than uh, Tage Thompson, which on paper, I think it's going to look a little silly. But uh, if if it was reversed and they signed Cousins over the summer to a seven times seven deal and they'd be waiting on Thompson right now, I think Thompson, you're looking at a eight year, twelve million dollar deal the way he's been going this year. So mm-hmm. I'll take cousins making just slightly more than thompson over thompson making four million more than cousins if that makes any sense no no definitely um yeah uh hey listen it's never a bad thing when you have a uh, guy on your team that is deserving of a lot of money that means you did something right absolutely uh it's been a hot second since we've recorded but i just wanted to touch on this this question that we have from mike for the podcast with Casey Middlestat producing well, does that artificially raise his trade value or is his play evolved to become more beneficial for the Sabres going forward? Middlestat's been on a 50 ish point pace all season long, mm-hmm. which, and I, I looked back at the previous seasons, not many Sabres players have hit 50 points. Obviously they, they've got a bunch of players who are looking to do that this year, but Eichel, Reinhardt, Skinner from, Back in the day, Tage Thompson last year, Vanek, Pominville, Ryan O'Reilly. That's it. Michael Reinhardt, I think, if I forgot to mention them. So, Middlesex having a pretty, all things considered, a solid year. These last I think, few- yeah, no, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, he had a really nice game uh, tonight, I think. Uh, people are going to point to the mistake he made on defense that led to the the first Chicago goal, but I, I, I really liked, um, middle stat he's looked like a different player uh pretty much this whole season he had a couple of bad stretches earlier Mm -hmm. in the year but i've been really impressed with him i think he's he's uh he's found a really good role yeah i think i'd prefer to keep him over victor olofsson Mm -hmm. but i could live without either of them i think if to answer Mike's question here, I think his trade value is higher than what people will think. I, you, you, occasionally, you'll see people say, oh, just wave middle stat, blah, blah, blah. You don't wave 50-point, 23-year-old centers. Yeah. You don't. <laughs> those those guys get claimed. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, um, no, yeah, to answer the question, though, um, I yeah, it, it, it certainly does because NHL GMs will react to anything. Former top 10 pick. Mm-hmm. He's only making two and a half million bucks. He's a center. He's got skill. You can put him on the power play and he's producing. Mm-hmm. He He's going to have value. Please find me a, any trade in recent history where those credentials don't net at least a second round pick and a prospect. Mm-hmm. Like I think a lot of people would be happy to trade him for a bag of uh, packing peanuts but i think you're looking at a second in a prospect a a young defenseman or a first round pick something like that i I have high hope on a trade return for him but i feel like they're gonna look to keep him and the way olipson's playing right now i think they're gonna probably not look to trade him either he's scoring again so that's right he's on he's on a streak again 
Yeah. So I think right now, I think they're pretty happy with the Jost, Middlestat, Olsen line. I don't think they're going to look to trade any of those guys. Points-wise, it's Middlestat's best year also. Yeah, he, he just hit a career high. Yeah. Good for him. Mm-hmm. I'm rooting for the guy. Obviously, you hope yeah, that of course. pans out. Uh, anything else Sabres related before we get into our booty cheek of the week and guy of the week? I just want to say uh, Tyson Jost, he's a real player. Yeah, keep him. Keep him up here. He's going to earn that qual- $2 million qualifying offer, that's for sure. Had a goal a few games ago. Uh, played real well again tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, no, heck of a player. What a, what a Great pickup. claim. Great claim. Wonder Love how it. how does uh how does he get sent down, especially from the Minnesota Wild, who yeah, look right. at them and like who do they have? Uh, but hey, I mean, maybe just a it. bit of rejuvenation there. Maybe all he needed was that that uh that fabled change of scenery. Some solid waiver claims this year. Yeah. Okay, Jost. You look at Tolvanen oh. and Seattle, who he's really panned out. Oh, so, he's yeah. making the Predators look like doofuses. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and the other twenty teams who passed on <laughs> too. Yeah, so. yeah. How does he go to Seattle? A freaking playoff team, seven game winning streak. How does he end up there? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'm glad Jost is here though. I didn't, oh, I absolutely. didn't expect him to perform this well, and he's he's a guy I would extend absolutely. I think you mm-hmm. you bring him back for a year or two. And go yeah, I'm there. with you. And I think we're, are you ready to move on to the booty cheek of the week? I think we are both in agreement. Yeah, we're in agreement um, here. Yeah, booty cheek of the week. Ivan Provorov. Yeah. Of the Philadelphia Flyers refusing to wear the pride jersey. Yeah. For warm up. Uh, scumbag behavior. Uh, not going to get where I don't think we're going to, we really want to get into it. I don't want to get into it, but if you want to, I have things yeah, I could say, uh, but uh, yeah, you it's, know, it's ridiculous. Now and we're going John there. Tortorella to I, double I down think... and say it's okay, blah, blah, blah. Like, talk about just a terrible organization. It's when bring it in t- trading assets to bring in Anthony D'Angelo, too. Yeah. It's just, ugh. What yeah, man, uh, this wouldn't happen in, in any other sport in this country. Um, yeah, he's gonna get blacklisted from the. the who's gonna want this guy now? <laughs> I, I'm I sure know. there I, will be some. The Bruins signed Mitchell Miller, and mm-hmm. like the the Canadians drafted that scumbag out of the London Knights organization too. So I, I'm yeah. sure somebody will still want to trade for him. But mm-hmm. and he was in rumors last week, so I'm yeah, sure somebody I just will saw want him, but, a thing yeah. yesterday. I think the Oilers were uh, were looking at him. Oh, you know the Oilers brought in Jake Vertanen on a PTO, and they've got Evander Kane on their team oh, as well. God. So who who knows? <laughs> oh. I wouldn't rule anything out. Love but, this sport. Uh, yeah. uh, yeah. Ivan Provorov, uh, certified scumbag of the week. I mean, booty I'm sure. You've already seen the oh, here come the woke police. Like there's people, <laughs> there's people who who actually use the word woke like in their vocabulary every day. Like seriously, unironically, act like you know there's oh that the woke is a thing. Like like a terrorist is a thing. You know, <laughs> like they, they act like it's one and the same. But um, whatever, whatever. Oh. Uh, you can have your opinion. I don't have to like it. 
but uh, it doesn't mean you've got you've got guy of the week this week. It's not Eric Comrie. Yes. Not oh, yet. it's not. But I think it's our first goalie guy of the week. Okay. Um, this I, man. I, hold on one second. I would thought about a guy of the week too, and he's also a goalie. So I hope you know that what, here, we wait. have the same guy. Let, how about we both do it? Because it's been a month since we've yeah. recorded. Okay. okay. So here we'll, we'll we'll do it. Um. I, because, but I think because I'm in sequ- sequential order, I'll do mine first. Uh, okay. Name that I think Sabres fans are probably familiar with. Uh, goaltender for the New York Islanders, Wade Dubowitz. <laughs> do you remember him? I just remember him from playing like NHL 09. <laughs> and the, I, I forget who did the oh, commentary in the game just the pronunciation was very funny did, were uh, you playing a ps2 or yes yes so it would have been jim Houston. so he's like yeah. Dubowitz. yes yes do it sir yes yes um I don't have many memories islanders goalie I think. islanders yes he okay. was the goalie uh final game of the regular season the shootout against the maple leafs and he made the poke check that sent the islanders to the playoffs hmm. to face the sabers and i think uh dubowitz started the first game of that series because no shocker dpatro was hurt yep and <laughs> uh for the longest time i thought dubowitz was german but he's canadian oh okay yeah, so Wade Dubowitz, he's got he had good numbers. I think a you know winning record in his career. Uh his most starts in a year was twenty in 07, 08. He played from 03 to two thousand ten with the oh. Islanders, the Blue Jackets, and the Wild. Career nine fourteen save percentage and eighteen wins. All right. Career. Wade Dubilovitz. I don't even know how to pronounce <laughs> his name. Dubowitz. Apparently, Dubowitz. it's uh, they call him uh, Wade Doobie or something. Doobie, I think. Yeah, I'm pulling up my guy right now. Yes, okay. My guy's a former saber, he had a cup of coffee with the team. Mm. Another goaltender. Oh, wait, see if you can guess who it is. Do you have any guesses? Uh, Michael Tuckman. Yes, it is. Yeah. Michael Telkvist. <laughs> he played how many games? He played six games with the Sabres, put up yep. a 928 save percentage. This I, I, He was acquired the year Miller got hurt. And I really liked him. Uh, this was the first year that I was following the Sabres closely. So I remember watching one of the games that was like late at night, one of the after dark games. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, who's this guy? Oh, he's doing really good. Yeah. Wait, why does he have a Coyotes mask on? Yeah. Oh, and, then, and the and red, like, oh, yeah, the this red guy pads. is really cool. Yeah. The white so. and red pads still. Yeah. Telkvist, he, his last stint in the NHL was actually with the Sabres. He went to the KHL and went back to Sweden after that. He played until 2017, Telkvist. But yeah, so I don't have much memory of him besides that, but I just remember him being solid. Yeah, and then Miller came back from his concussion, I believe, and then uh, nothing much after that. They didn't make the playoffs that year either. So he kind of looks like Quentin Tarantino. Um, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> there's this uh, website. Uh, what's it? Um, let me type it in here. Hockey goalies. Uh, 
hockeygoalies.org. And it is pretty much just a database. It's the goaltender homepage. That's what it says. And you click on the biographies tab and you click on a team. And season by season, it tells you every goalie that played in a game for that team. And I was reading about Telkvist because um, I was going through the Sabres goalie history. And they even have cool little tabs like, did you know? And then there's another one, uh, what others are saying. And it's a bunch of media quotes from like hockey news yearbooks and like prospect yearbooks and stuff <laughs> from like when the guys were playing. So you could look at what people are saying about Michael Telkvist. He was a prospect, uh, a very highly touted prospect in the, the Leafs um, organization in <laughs> like the very early 2000s. So uh, pretty cool site for anyone who wants to check that out. Trying to see what the Sabres gave up for um really cool. Uh well here I'll click the transactions tab. Um, do you wanna know? Yes. He was traded by the Coyotes to the Buffalo Sabres in exchange for a fourth round selection in the twenty ten entry draft. And with that selection, the Coyotes picked Mark McMillan. Never heard of him. Huh. So yeah, I mean, yeah. That that was a deadline move March fourth, two thousand nine. Yeah, that was the second year I was following the Sabres closely. Part yeah, of my uh, memory. I, is that the I, year they traded Clark MacArthur for whatever reason? Oh, you remember that? I remember uh, Pie getting traded and that being a big surprise. I remember I was in fifth grade. We were in fifth grade, and this kid in the class next to me because I was wearing my Thomas Vanek jersey. Mm-hmm. And the kid was like, oh, I, if I had a jersey, I would get Danny Paye. He's my favorite player. <laughs> and then he got traded the same day. I'm like, oh, man. Wow. <laughs> oh, MacArthur was traded at the deadline the year after for a third okay. and a fourth round pick for the Atlanta Thrashers. Never liked that deal. Still don't. Wow. Clark MacArthur on the Thrashers. I forgot about that. Completely. Did he play with the Jets at all? Um, or did he go right to Ottawa? He did not. He went okay. to Toronto for three years. Then he went oh, to Oh, wow. I don't remember that either. I remember him purely as a senator and a saber. Yeah. He was a good player for a little while. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Love him. Everyone's a big Clark Park fan. How could he not like the guy? I know. Yeah. I think uh, that's the all general. we got for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Solid good show. Episode. Uh, we'll probably do more of the post game reactions, but yeah, yeah, this is fun. Yeah, fun episode. Uh, if you enjoyed, let us know. Give us a follow on our platforms. Give us a listen. We appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter. If you're still here right now, I'm assuming you are already following us on Twitter. But if not, Joe TCB NHL L V K E T C B. Uh. And hopefully we'll bring you a new episode next week. We apologize for the lack of consistency with uh, me going on vacation and whatnot. So we'll be back next week, hopefully. And we'll see you in the next one. Have a great weekend, everyone. Go Bills. Go Bills.